0: Country 107 is all set to present Howl at the Moon, July 25th through 27th. You can get your tickets at howlatthemoonfest.com. And on Saturday night, Emerson Drive is performing. And here on the Steinback Online podcast, we were lucky to get some time with lead singer, Brad Mates. Longest serving member of Emerson Drive, all the way back in 1995. How does that sound? Yeah, it makes me feel a little bit old, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way to start, eh? <laughs> uh you so you actually go back to uh when the band was not called emerson drive and for fans that maybe don't know what was the first name of the band that you uh that you started uh
1: 12 gauge was the name of the group in 95 in high school and uh that stuck with us for a couple years and then um uh, we found out when we tried to register the name that uh, there was another group out of New York State that uh, had already <laughs> had already had the uh, rights to the name. So that's when the uh, the change happened, and Emerson Drive was 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 born from that moment on.
0: Looking off. looking back, were you happy that that change actually happened? Like, do you think it would still be called Twelve Gauge to this day?
1: No, I think it would have got changed somewhere along <laughs> the way. But uh, I still have some brutal picks, you know, from. From back in the day when we were doing our first, uh, you know, photo shoots and stuff, and uh, it's nice that we have a uh, an, a lock and key on the vault my parents' place where not a lot of people get to see that stuff anymore. So,
0: <laughs> well, I'm, well, the twenty uh, the twenty year mark is coming up soon, man. We may have to you may have to let those out. <laughs> right. Uh, so when you uh, you you talked about changing the name because uh, you tried to register it down in the states, you moved from Canada to Nashville which now is kind of common, Brad, but, uh, was it, uh, was it a little different in the, the late nineties, early two thousands for Canadian acts going, trying to make it in Nashville?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I, you know, I could kind of one hand the the amount of Canadians that were down there at the time. Um, and really, if I think back to the time frame we were in, like, uh, Paul had, had been down there a couple years before us and, uh, had had some success on the U.S. charts. Uh, Carolyn Dawn had, had just been, um, you know, uh, was just in the middle of releasing her first two singles in the U.S. Uh, obviously, Shania had blown the doors wide open, and um, I don't know, it was just a really unique time for us to be uh, a Canadian group trying to break into the U.S. market. Um, I think that being uh, Canadian Kind of set us apart obviously from anyone else that was trying to uh you know gain some notoriety as, as a group uh at that time and um we just you know we were young i mean we were 20 21 years old when we got signed to our first deal so looking back on those first you know handful of years that we were signed uh we worked harder than anybody and that to me was the other key to you know having some great success in the beginning was just uh, being able to go on the road and and play shows right out of the gate where a lot of people needed the time to almost learn how to, how to play live and put a show on. And we had been doing
0: it for, uh, you know, almost six years prior to that bars and clubs, 300 days a year. So it's nice. Was it a little different too coming in as a group as opposed to maybe a solo act? Yeah, for sure. I think as as a group, um,
1: I I don't think there was a a Canadian group in, in country music that had made a a dent, I guess, in the U.S. market. Um, prairie oyster, I think, went down a handful of times, and, and, you know. But no one had really opened up the doors as a group. So I look back now on, on some of that stuff, to, and to you know, be one of the or to be the first Canadian group to ever have a number one in the U.S. Um, that still blows my mind. Um, but again, you know, there was uh, there was just a lot of great things that, that had fallen into place, um, and To be able to look back on now almost twenty-five years of of playing music out of uh, out of Grand Prairie, it's uh, it's quite amazing.
0: Talking with Brad Mates, lead singer of Emerson Drive. Uh, You know, it takes some time to get established, especially you know when you are a new group down in the states. Uh, It takes it takes a time to uh, to release an album. Uh, Did you ever get frustrated by the process early on? Um, I don't think we knew any different, to be honest with you. Uh, I think most
1: of what we knew when we first got signed it was just eyes wide open. We couldn't believe that we were, you know, traveling uh, all across town, all across U.S., and, and going from, you know, doing five to seven nights a week in bars to playing, you know, 45 minutes to an hour uh, of original music. Um, those were some pretty unique times, right? And it got to the point where... You wanted to have every song that you put out on the radio be a hit because it would just add to your set list. And uh, Back when in, in the first two years, I remember playing I Should Be Sleeping twice in our set because it was the only song that people knew. so <laughs>
0: I made sure that it was one of the first ones that played and the last time that we played. and uh, just obviously made people remember uh, the, the band name, right? Man, that is so funny. Uh, the first crossover hit, yeah, uh, I Should Be Sleeping what did uh what did you think when it hit number four like did did it kind of click and you start thinking all right we've kind of got something here we really can do this
1: yeah i think seeing the uh the fan base you know grow really quickly in that first year because because of a song um that was that was just i don't know it's pretty amazing so we knew that if we could add another one back to back it would just create you know this great kind of snowball effect right and uh um it's it's been you know, obviously a, an up and down ride for us personally along this journey. Um when it comes to the business, the same thing. There's been so many changes over the years from when we first got into it to where things are at right now. But I love the idea that uh you know, the longevity that we have uh you know, behind us now. I think that shows the strength in the group. Um we're having probably more fun now than we ever have, and uh, you know that says a lot for each member of, of the group, right? Um, it's just been—I don't know—we do, I guess we just appreciate more in these last handful of years than, than we ever have, and I think it has a lot to do with just the you know the window of time you have in this business. There's so many people that come into it for three to five years, and then these seem to be done. So to say that we've been at it now for a couple of decades is uh, I don't know, just a, a great feeling.
0: Yeah, before we get into uh, you know the decade of drive and the new uh, the new out al- the new song and then the new uh, album, take us back to 2002. The CCMA's, you know, they open up the envelope and the Rising Star Award goes to Emerson Drive. Like, what went through your mind when you heard your name called that first time? Uh, it was over the top. I now that uh, you know we've, we've been at it for a while,
1: um, you know, nominations have always been amazing award Winning awards has been great, too. It it elevates your career. The one thing that was obviously different uh, in our career uh, from a lot of people is that uh, over the years we were nominated uh, and didn't win awards, but that didn't change the fact that we were still one of the busiest working groups in the industry. Um, It had a lot to do, again, with the fans and, and the fan base, in both Canada and the U.S., but, you know, just kept this whole thing moving down the road. And uh, I look back on it now, and for anyone that is frustrated about not winning awards, you, can, you know, obviously still have a, an incredible career if people want to hear your music and want to see you live. And uh, it just says a lot. I, I remember back, I think it was in the third year, um, that we didn't win an award at the CCMAs. And I said to the guys, you know, like you have to remember that at, tonight at 1 a.m., we're getting on a tour bus and we're going on the road for the next you know, 150 days. Um, a lot of people weren't able to do that. So you got to remember those things as well, too, because that, that's honestly what makes a, a career. And, and again, having longevity, that stuff has to fall into place.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that's what musicians nowadays kind of lack, right? I mean, like, they're not touring as much, and and there doesn't seem to be that paying of the dues that so many artists back then kind of did. Do you get that sense that, uh, you know, nowadays artists are kind of looking for that instant gratification and maybe taking it a bit for granted? Well, uh,
1: from the outside looking in, sure, a little bit, but, you know, I guess I have to remember as well, too, that the, the days of playing bars and clubs are over, like... You can't you can't go on the road anymore for 300 days a year and play you know five to seven nights a week and five sets every single night like those days have been gone probably since the early 2000s and yeah. we were lucky enough to kind of catch the tail end of that um, that was obviously uh, a grind but it made um, it made everybody in the group understand what our sound was. <laughs> You learned how to live together, which is probably the most important
0: thing, <laughs> and
1: uh, and honestly was was the key to, to you
0: know pushing Emerson, um, you know in such a, a great way in those first handful of years when we got signed. Talking to Brad Mates of Emerson Drive on this Time Back Online podcast, uh, Brad, Canadian music has grown so much, not only uh, you know in the last. Uh, 20 10, 12 years, but more recently there have been some amazing acts coming out of Canada. As a guy, you just kind of touched on what it's like to see it grow uh, from the from a worldwide point of view, but here in Canada, what's it like to see so many Canadian artists now having a platform to really show what they can do?
1: Uh, it's amazing. I, 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 you know, I was just uh, at home in, in Alberta for the last week, and um, to be able to listen to the radio Uh, quite a bit and and hear new songs that I I haven't heard before uh, and find out that it's uh, a new Canadian act, Um, you know, it makes you feel proud, right? Because you're kind of part of a a certain time when, when your career happens. And uh, now for me to look at some of these uh, younger artists that are up and coming, uh, that are making a mark uh, to me, it's just, you know, kind of waving that, that Canadian flag, flag back and forth again. So um, you know, Camille is a great example. Um, we grew up in the same town. <laughs> I'm a few years older than her, but <laughs> to see that, um, you know, to see that success is happening again out of uh, a small town in Canada, um, I don't know. It's a it's a great feeling to know that it can happen more than once, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, Nowadays, people don't really consume music like they used to, though. Do you like where the consumption of music has gone, or do you miss the days of, of a CD and being able to tell a story through a 10- a or 12-song album?
1: Yeah, I, I'm i glad that we were a part of that you know, in the beginning where you made a full-length CD all the time. Right? And I've also enjoyed the fact now that if you, if you write something and record it, you can get it out to your, your fan base basically overnight if you want to. So there's both sides of it. I you know, the whole social media aspect of, of where things are at today, um, being able to interact with, with, with your fans and with people in the industry, um, it's just crazy to think that, you know, fifteen, seventeen years ago, uh, it was the last thing that ever got brought up in, in a in a board meeting at the record label. Um, <laughs> and now it's the first middle, only the last thing we
0: talked yeah, it's, it's just crazy to see where things go and then where it's going to go in the future. Uh, so I got to ask, man, because I, I obviously i have never had a best of album. When you're first approached to do Decade of Drive, what goes through your mind? Do you have enough
1: songs? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess I, I, I touched on that a little bit earlier. Like I can honestly remember each year that went by and being extremely excited to know that we had another song that was, recognizable in our set list to our fans and now uh when you have to cut songs out to fit into you know an hour and a half show uh that's a that's a crazy thing to think about right because in the beginning all you wanted to do was have a bunch of songs to play for people and, and you wish they knew them and now you're cutting songs out that people know uh because there's you know just a few too many so i i don't know a set list has always been kind of a, a flow thing for me. You, you have to make sure that you, know, you touch uh, as many people as you can with the music that's been released over the years. And um, uh, to know that there's a young crowd back in the day that, uh, say, was 12 years old when I Should Be Sleeping was coming out or 14 years old, uh, and now those people are in their late 30s, uh, early 40s, to me... <laughs> I just shake my head, right? So, I don't know. It's, uh, it's awesome to still be recording new music today and still having, um, you know, success on the charts uh, because you're seeing a whole new group of, of fans at the shows each year uh, and then still having your old fan base that's been there from day one. So, again, it's just a, it's a great
0: feeling to have. Now, uh, we talked about it with the way that fans consume music, but, I mean, you put out Just Got Paid, and that's that's one of my favorite Emerson Drive songs, and I've been listening to you guys for, you know, 20 years. It's a really cool way for people to kind of go back and look at the history of Emerson Drive, but with Just Got Paid, man, like, what was it like to release that and just see the overwhelming support and, and just the watch it go and do what it did?
1: It was... Uh It was super exciting. It almost felt like we were 20 again and watching, you know, our first single do uh, its thing on the chart. I, you know, early on before it even was starting to get played on radio very much, we were seeing the reaction from uh, crowds. For some reason, certain songs work and and certain songs don't in live settings. And when you can find a song that uh, seems to connect with people, when they hear it the first time, uh, I've always felt that's a great indicator that potentially it could be a great radio you know, song as well. Uh, I, I looked at the first album, of a song called Hollywood Kiss, and uh, that to me is the bridge to where it just got paid as today. So it's funny
0: you say that, because I've always, I have always felt like there's a 17-18 uh, year gap between those two songs, but <laughs> it really brings everything together. Well, there's going to be fans of all ages that remember your early career and then fans that are, are you know, just getting into it again at Howl at the Moon, which is coming up here in Morris, Manitoba, July 25th to 27th. You're going to be on the sta- uh, on the same stage as the likes of Lone Star. Uh, Patrick from Winnipeg is going to be up there as well. What can fans expect from Emerson Drive at a live show at Howl at the Moon at the end of July?
1: Well, obviously, you know, that area has been great for us over the years. Um the songs that we've been able to release uh, are going to be yeah, in the set list, and then a couple new ones as well that people haven't heard yet that are part of uh, some new stuff that we've recorded. Um, we've always, you know, enjoyed winning people over. So for people that maybe haven't seen us before, that's all you know. That's that's the goal is to make sure people walk away wanting to come see another show. And uh, I'm glad we've been able to do as long as we have, and uh, we look forward to being there.
0: Brad, I thank you for taking so much time for me today. Uh I won't put a number on it, but I know you're celebrating a birthday soon. Do you <laughs> <laughs> do you got big plans for your uh for the big birthday?
1: Yeah, every year I've traveled some beautiful travel day for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I d- thank you so much for taking some time for me today. I really appreciate yeah, you
1: it. Bet.